Radio Show. We talk about slobber knocking fights. Ground and pound. Rear naked chokes. Plug your ears if you don't want to hear it. It's coming up next, another brand new episode of Sucker Radio. This is MMA fight music producer Mikey Ruckus, and you are listening to another edition of Sucker Radio with your host, Jeremy Brand. Be sure to catch all your mixed martial arts news and interviews and updates at www.mmasucker.com. Welcome back, folks, to a brand new edition of Sucker Radio here on mmasucker.com as well as lastwordonsports.com. I'm your host, as always, Jeremy Brand, and uh, I've got a pretty interesting episode for you guys lined up today. I'm going to be joined by the Battlefield Fight League amateur light heavyweight champion, Robin Laybourne. This guy won the belt this past weekend, and he's got a story to tell. Um, he's got quite the background. He's only moving up in things. He's He's got the belt around his waist. He's got a family. He's got his own business. He works 10-hour days, still gets into the gym to train full-time. So you're going to want to listen to this one. It is a doozy. But it is fight week. It's fight week, and it's not a fight week that you guys are really going to care about because, you know, it's free. Yeah, well, if you pay for UFC Fight Pass, it's free. But it seems like this card, UFC Fight Night Dublin, has taken some serious hits. This is UFC Fight Night 66, 76, I mean, I'm sorry. UFC Fight Night 76 was supposed to be... Dustin Poirier versus Duffy, Joseph Duffy. Unfortunately, Duffy is not able to compete because uh, medical issues. So the main event is now Patty Holohan versus Louis Smolka. Lucky enough, Patty is from Ireland, and uh, hopefully he'll be, you know, giving his fans something to cheer about. But this fight has seriously taken some hits. I mean, the main card is four fights. Patty Holohan versus Louis Smolka in the main event. Reza Madadi versus Norman Park is the co-main event. Nicholas Dalby versus Darren Till hmm, is on the main card. And so is John Delos Reyes versus Neil Siri. Whoop-de-frickin'-do. <laughs> I hate to say that. I And I'm not one to complain about fight cards that much because uh, I think these ones are usually the ones that turn out to be the best. However, this one is pretty grim. I'm sorry to say. Sorry, UFC, but I'm not really because this fight card friggin' sucks. Um, I'm still probably going to watch it, though. So the main card kicks off at 1 p.m. Pacific time, 4 p.m. Eastern time, with the preliminaries starting at 10.15 a.m. Pacific Time, 1.15 p.m. Eastern Time. That is all I'm going to talk about that. So for now, let's get right into my interview with Robin Laybourne. <laughs> Joining me now is the man who holds the amateur 205-pound title for Battlefield Fight League. He is Robin Laybourne. Robin, thanks for joining me today, man. Thank you for having me. For sure. Now, um... Just congratulations, obviously, first and foremost, for winning that title last Saturday night. Uh, hell of a performance on your part. Congratulations, man. Thank you very much. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a, it was a good, great moment for me. Now, it, it, the cool thing that I found was not only 
your fight itself, but the emotions behind you after you won that title, you threw your mouthpiece out of your mouth across the cage. The crowd erupted. You had a ton of fans there. Your wife runs in the cage. Just what was going through your head after the referee pulled you off of your opponent? Um, well, to tell you the truth, I just, I didn't expect it to be, to be as quick of a fight because he, he, we had already fought and he beat me. So that was a rematch for me. And, uh, he, and we, we went the distance and he won a decision, a split decision. So I was preparing myself for, for a real battle, but I think my skill level in the time that we fought, which was about a year apart, uh, you know, progressed so much farther than maybe his did because it was a relatively easy fight to finish. And, uh, it was just a lot of, um, you know, a lot of hard work coming to one moment, you know what I mean? I'm 36 years old. I just got into MMA when I was like 28 or 29, you know? And, uh, yeah, so it's just, it's just a, you know, a lot of hard work coming to one moment, which was, uh, which was, uh, which was really emotional for me. No kidding. Now, and, and what got me was your post fight speech that you had with Darcy McBride, the battlefield ring announcer, you, you spoke and it got very emotional. I, I, I didn't bring a tear to my eye, but I, I mean, it was almost you, you talked about how you shouldn't be there. You talked about being overweight. You talked about wanting to go home and cuddle with your wife. I mean, re- before we talk about your MMA career, why don't you take us back a point? I mean, you said you you didn't expect to even be here. Just talk us through what that means. Well, the reason I, I say that, and I don't mind, uh, you know, saying it in, a, in an open form like that, is I'm a recovered drug addict myself. I was uh, about as hopeless of a cocaine addict that you could ever be, you know, down on Hastings, in and out of jails, treatment centers, the worst you could ever imagine. And, uh, you know, I, I I think I went through detox and rehab probably 50 times before I finally got it. And, uh, you know, so when I say I shouldn't be there, here, there, I meant I really shouldn't be there. You know what I mean? The amount of uh, wrong decisions I made and dangerous positions I put myself in, it was, a, it was a real, you know, if you talk to any of my close friends or family, they'll, they'll say it's an absolute miracle that I'm even alive. So that's what I meant by that. And, uh, you know, so when I did decide to clean up, one of the things after I got out of a rehab program, one of the things that helped me, uh, you know, you know, hold my attention and give me something that I needed to step away from the drugs was walking into an MMA class. And, uh, you know, I'd already, I'd already held a, a pretty high, a high belt in Taekwondo from when I was a kid and stuff like that. But other than that, I had no real martial arts experience. So, you know, trying to stay clean and trying to, you know, battle with all that. I, um, I, uh, went into this MMA class and uh, of course, at that point, though, I was I was 315 pounds the first time I went into an MMA class. So I, uh, yeah, and I mean, I just started training and started training. And, uh, you know, that was just a little gym out in Tawasin. And then I ended up uh, training under Caleb Starnes for four years. And, uh, you know, that throughout uh, training with him, he helped me lose a lot of weight. And, uh, you know, the reason I was, uh, you know, brought my wife in the cage is because she, She's a recovered, uh, you know, she recovered with me. We recovered together, which is, is even more against the odds than normal. No kidding. And, yeah. um, so we both, we both pulled ourselves out of that together. And, uh, you know, I brought her in because she makes a ton of sacrifices for me to be able to do this. And she's also a national level figure competitor. Really? Wow. Yeah. So both well, you guys. Made, 
She just made nationals in her second year of ever trying it. Congratulations to her. That That's amazing. So we got two, basically two champions inside the household. Yeah, and I think one of the things that really had me kind of just was that moment that it came to head because my sons, they also race motocross. And they're in the, they're, my, my littlest one is, is, trying, is competing right now to be one of the best in BC as well. And uh, so, you know, I was really happy for it to be over as well, just to be able to give some time back to my family. And uh, I think that's just what I meant. It was just a lot of emotions around my family and all the things that, uh, you know, all the things that sacrifices that people make, family members, everything, you know, sacrifice to make yourself to be able to do that. And especially for me, I mean, I run a, I run a, a painting contracting business that's busy. I work minimum 10 hours a day and I, and I find the time to train, you know what I mean? So it was just, um, you know, I just, a lot of times when I hear, sometimes when fighters in my, in other gyms or, or my gym, I'll say, oh, I'm just so tired to train. I just <laughs> shake my head and say, what are you talking about? No kidding. You know what I mean? Now, I got a few yeah. things that I want to peg off from what you just said. Uh, how you, you spoke about being um, on the streets and, and pretty much the biggest drug head that you knew. What, how long was that? How long were you on the streets and doing that kind of stuff? Like, what was the time frame? I, I, got, into, I got into hard drug use when I was probably 14. And it took me till I was 28 to to uh, stop that. Wow. So yeah, seriously, yeah. you are lucky to be around. Yeah, I very, I very much am. You know, a lot of terrible things happen in the midst of that. You know what I mean? And that's just, uh, I mean, everybody's got a story. And fortunately, that story for me is one of my greatest assets now because you know I I've got uh, something to offer to other people that suffer from the same thing. Right? I'm I'm living proof that it's not necessarily like the only way it has to be there is a way out do you, you know but sometimes when you're in that when you're in that place it's very hard to, to see that way out so do you do you speak with recovering addicts i mean are, are you is that I something do, that yeah, you do I, I do i still i still belong to a recovery group and i still make myself very much available for anybody that needs help with that sort of thing that's awesome that i i can't commend you any more than i already have because that's absolutely amazing my friend yeah, well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Now, was once you got into MMA, were was there any points where there was relapse or anything like that? No, I I, uh, I have been I've been clean and I haven't had a drink or a drug or any sort of substance inside me for almost eight years now. Um, but uh, you know, I had my fair share of of slipping back and forth before, you know, before I got clean this last time. Now you got into MMA. You said you were you know, 315 pounds. How long did it take you to get down to where you're at now? I know some of your fights were catchweight bouts and whatnot, but what was your first amateur fight at? My very first amateur fight was on a Jerry Gianco card as a super heavyweight. <laughs> and I weighed in at, I th- I weighed in at 285 or 86 pounds. And the guy I fought weighed in at, God, he had to be 300 at least. Wow. And and then yeah. uh, and then moving up when you when you got into battlefield you you came in as a light heavyweight. Uh, no, I came. I had um, I had my first fight. I was a super heavyweight. My second fight, I cut down to two sixty five. So that was my first experience ever cutting. And then I fought as a heavyweight all my fights up until uh, the last two have been light heavyweight. You feel good at that weight class? Is is that as low as you're gonna go? 
I would I I can I'm not allowed to go any lower. My wife will kill me if I ever if I ever try and make <laughs> 185. She's already made it quite clear that she's not she's not down for that. <laughs> she's 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 she get she's gonna look too skinny at 205. Oh jeez. <laughs> so do you cut to 205? But, uh, What's that? Do you cut to two hundred five, or is that like your walking weight now? Yeah, I cut. I cut to two hundred five. I, I cut. I cut. I, I walked into the cage probably two twenty two, two twenty three. Okay, so not yeah. n- not a huge cut, but it, it's still substantial. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, it was. It wasn't. Uh, <clears throat> it was substantial enough. I mean, I did it with. You know, I dieted down and depleted, and and then you know, on the on the morning of, I probably cut ten pounds. Having a wife that's into fitness and stuff like that, obviously, it helps for uh, eating and and things, right? Having a wife in fitness at that level it helps with the eating so much. She is like my meals are prepared for me. Label I could not, I wouldn't be able to do it without her. So she's, uh, you know, and and me being a, a heavy guy and having problems with weight. You know, you probably get a kick out of this, but right now I'm standing in my bedroom, shutting the door. I, I, we padlock me into my bedroom at night. <laughs> that, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> because if we don't, if we don't, all the kids' snacks go missing. <laughs> so, so Halloween. That's I mean, how committed. I, that's how committed I am to trying to trying. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, the one thing, the one thing, you know, that's always been one thing I've always prided myself on is, you know, there's always going to be failures, but you got to keep trying, you know, I'm a food addict, man. If as soon as I have to pad my, I have to padlock myself into my bedroom at night and my wife has to hide the key and uh, she has to let me out in the morning. <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> otherwise there's a thousand to 1500 calories getting consumed in my sleep. So this, this last card that you fight on where he won, where he won the belt was called Halloween hell. I guess Halloween is a bit of hell for you. Yeah, it can be. Yeah. You know, <laughs> It can. Oh. I mean, that that good thing. I was another reason too. I was fortunate to even be able to compete in that fight. Is right when I, I had told you know when I first decided to, to and talk with Jay and, and I was going to fight in Battlefield. My very first fight I was getting ready for. I snapped my Achilles tendon right in half. Oh man. So that um, that uh, for a lot of people, especially as an amateur and doing it as a hobby, so to speak, that would that would kind of deter a lot of people, but. Uh, I rehabbed that and I trained for my first fight. I trained my very first battlefield fight. I trained in a safety boot. Really? I wasn't allowed the full, I wasn't allowed the full use of my, of my, uh, you know, that leg. That's so, amazing. That I, was an, that was sort of another thing behind that, you know? No kidding. Now, I don't know if you've seen this, but I'm looking at tapology.com. And as of right now, the regional rankings in Canada, they have Robin Laybourne, as the sixth ranked out of 85 active Canadian amateur light heavyweights. Number six in Canada. Yeah, and, and I know they're missing a fight on there, too. They're missing a win on there. I actually saw that last night, wondering how you get a hold of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they have a contact page, but still, even if they are missing a victory, that'll bump you up a few spots. But number six out of 85 in Canada is pretty amazing. Yeah, it is. Uh, I was talking about that with my wife. It's you know, it's just uh, it is amazing. It's hard to believe. I bet. And you you said you wanted to you know you're gonna step back and take some time to to think about some stuff. Um, wh- what does that mean for you? What, what, do you plan on getting back inside the cage? You said it's a bit of an addiction for you. Well, I mean, what it is is uh, I love hard work. You know, what I mean, I love challenging myself, but at the same time. I am 36 years old, 
you know what I mean? And uh, and prior to deciding to get into MMA, it's not like I had the, uh, you know, the perfect life. I put a lot of hard miles on my body. And uh, I think one of the things that, uh, you know, kind of, kind of, I, I struggle with the most is that um, my, you know, for so many years, I've been getting into the fighting and, and my wife and my kids have sacrificed, you know, my time, like I've sacrificed my time with them to, to, to pursue that goal. And, uh, you know, as I said, my wife is going to compete in nationals. My kids are, my two sons are racing in the, you know, uh, BC arena cross circuit. And, you know, as much as I need to train when I'm getting ready for, for my competitions, I got to remember that they are also are training to be champions as well. Right. And, and, uh, you know, they, they require my time and, and they require my time and my support as much as I required theirs. Is and, it, uh, so it's important for me to find that balance and, and make sure that I give them the time they, they need to, to reach their goals in their sports. No kidding. Now, is that, is that why there's been so much time in between fights and whatnot? Uh, when I was, I was set to, uh, to fight, uh, for, for the 205 belt about, a year ago and I, and I canceled the bout because like I said, I, you know, about a year and a half or so prior to that, I snapped my Achilles tendon in half. Yeah. And when I was getting ready for that particular fight, I felt my tendon tear a little bit. Like I felt it kind of, you know, a sh- sort of a little bit of a tear feeling. And I just got nervous, you know, because I don't get paid to go in there and do it. I do it for the love. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm a family man with a business and everything like that. And I just couldn't, uh, I couldn't afford to take the risk of, of, uh, you know, really hurting myself and not being able to, to, uh, you know, work. Yeah, exactly. Now being a family man and, and with a business and whatnot and, and kids and all this stuff that you've got, you're, you're fine with just having this as a hobby and being on the amateur ranks. It, it, was there any, any part of you that wanted you to turn pro? Uh, you know, not, it's not something, like I said, it's not, it's not really one of my goals anymore. You know what I mean? It's yeah. never, it, fighting, fight, fighting is not, uh, it, it, for me, I, I, being at, being at the age I am 36 years old, I think I'm just lucky to achieve what I have, ha, what I have achieved. And I think that MMA has, has given me a lot. It's given me, you know, it's given me something to pursue, something to keep myself disciplined. You know, it's given me a, a real hobby, but you know, I'm not saying that I'm not saying like that I won't defend my belt, but what I'm saying is if I was to try and pursue it to a even higher level, I think that I, I'm at the cusp of my age and certain injuries I've sustained that it would start to take things from me instead of uh, uh, be a benefit. You know what I mean? And uh, I think that uh, it's an important time in every fighter's, you know, career, whether they're doing it as a hobby or or not. I think it's an important important for every fighter to know where that line is. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And something and, that uh, I... you know, I mean, I get, I get uh, in that year that I took off. Yeah. One of my teammates who, one of my teammates who I can tell you is one of the hardest working. You know, one of the hardest working, most talented fighters out there, uh, Brendan Kornberger. I I spend a lot of time with him, being a training partner for him, and helping him get ready to take take the five star. Uh, belt from brad stewart yeah he's and, uh, he's quite and the he, beast <laughs> he is he is and he, he so yeah i can you know i just uh 
you know, a lot of times it's a lot of times you can get just as much fulfillment out of being a part of a team as, as, as you know, as, as being, you know, it's a team effort to get everybody ready for that kind of for competition. Definitely. And, and speaking of your team, you do train with some other beasts. I mean, Arjun Bular is there. Adam Ryan is the coach at your gym. Just talk about training in that atmosphere. It's, it's got to be really fun. Well, we've got a great, we've got a great team for sure. I mean, Adam Ryan is one of the, uh, you know, one of the elite for sure. He's a world champion. He's black belt in, he's a world champion in jiu-jitsu. He's a black belt. You know, he's, uh, he's, he's got a lot of experience himself in, in fight in MMA fights and, you know, he's a great coach. And I've also got, uh, you know, we really do have some beasts there. We got Brandon Kornberger, you know, who, who is, who is just an absolute amazing athlete and teammate, you know what I mean? Both in and out of the cage. The guy is, the guy is so supportive, you know, he's just, he's just a perfect teammate. You know, all the guys, we got Mike Hill, who's another very talented athlete, you know, who I, who I, who I can't wait to see, you know, get some fights, maybe, maybe even in battlefield. It'd be nice to see him, you know, compete for that 170 belt. And, you know, we got Arjun, you know, we, we kind of got a great mix of guys, you know what I mean? Arjun brings out Olympic wrestling element to it, right? You know, that, that, you know, he, he's the king of the grind, right? Yeah. So it's just, you know, I'm lucky to have, um, I'm lucky to have, uh, uh, you know, good, good teammates for sure. And I think the most, I think for the most part, you know, I'm, I'm blessed with just a good work ethic and which, which makes me a, a good part of that team and makes me able to benefit from that team, you know, because I mean, I always say it, it's what you do when nobody's looking, right? You got to be able to, you know, when the coach ain't pushing you and you're just shadow boxing by yourself, you got to have it in you to want to push yourself, break a sweat, you know, kind of thing. So, you know, everybody, all my teammates are, are like that. You know, we're all very hardworking guys. So now we're in a, we're in a facility which has 44,000 feet of, of gym space, not just, you know, we have our set gym space, but there's, I mean, this is like a world-class facility. Now you got weights, you got turf, you got everything. I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's really, uh, it's really, it's it's really a good spot to be if you if you're looking for an amazing place to train, right? Yeah, and and you're talking jujitsu and, and stuff like that. Your last two outings have been submission victories. Now, when I was sitting in cage side, I was talking to Micah Brakefield there, and and he was talking about how high level your jujitsu is at these days. Is is that something you want to start doing a little bit more well, of I've, as well? I've been, a, I've been a purple belt for two and a half years. So <laughs> I, uh, you know, I think, I think that's another thing I really, uh, you know, my goal, my, one of my other personal goals is to, is to become a black belt one day, you know, and, uh, you know, I'm lucky to uh, continue my jujitsu with Adam, you know, but I started, I started my MMA career with Caleb Starnes. And, uh, you know, and uh, under Bob McRoberts, the guy that gave him his black belt. So I got a great jiu-jitsu background. You know, I got a great, great jiu-jitsu game from them. And then I carried it over to Adams and, you know, got to got to benefit from from their knowledge and their skill. But, yeah, I mean, I love to grapple. I really love jiu-jitsu, you know. Is is that something so, that you could see yourself doing going forward? I mean, age it doesn't seem to be something that stands in the way when it comes to <clears throat> jujitsu competitions and grappling and stuff like that, as much as it does in MMA. So, you could pursue that for quite a bit longer than you would inside a cage. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know I look forward to defending my uh, belt in the cage. I, I think you know I, I think it, it uh, I think as a uh, 
you know, I, I think I think part of part of getting the belt is, is defending it as well. I'm glad but, to hear uh, that. I mean, jujitsu jujitsu is something you can do for a long time. You know, I mean, you can only get you can only take the punches for so long, but jujitsu, you know, what I mean, you, you you can always continue to learn. You know, I, I've decided now that my my littlest boy, my eight year old son, he's going to be accompanying me to all my jujitsu classes now in a gi. And you know, I mean, maybe I, I can, uh, you know, I can get a black belt, and, and I can really my goal now is to dump all my knowledge into my son. Nice. You know, is that something that you look forward to doing as well? Not just with your son, but coaching others as well. You know what? I do love to coach. I love to. Uh, I love to uh, hold mitts. You know what I mean? I love to, I love to, uh, you know, give guys, give guys hand pads. I, you know, I've, I've got, uh, I've, I've become pretty, pretty, pretty good at it. And, uh, you know, it's something I enjoy. I enjoy, uh, I enjoy coaching. I enjoy like, you know what I mean? I enjoy, I enjoy taking guys through workouts, you know what I mean? And, and leading them through workouts. And one thing I, I, I have a talent for that because I am skilled enough in an, as an MMA fighter that I can lead these workouts and kind of just make myself into a piece of equipment, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I like to, I like, I like to, I like to really switch guys between the, uh, you know, striking, wrestling, striking, wrestling, you know, active recovery. Cause that's sort of what a fight is like. You know what I mean? It's, it's very important. I think to train like that, you know, to train, nobody can run uphill forever. You got to learn to sprint, you know, ease off. And I think there's, there's, there's certain training methods that I've picked up through training with high level guys since I started. And, and, uh, you know, I really enjoyed you know, passing that information on and, and taking guys to workouts as well. So. That's what I was going to say, high-level training partners, but tr- training partners all together. I've seen on your Facebook page uh, since I was perusing it, um, a lot of training partners congratulating you, saying how awesome it is that you won the belt, that it was a long time coming, that you're an inspiration. What do you say to those guys? Um, you know what I mean? I, I guess... I guess, you know, I don't, I don't really know. I mean, I just thank them for their compliments. I think a lot of people, people, guys, people have always called me the, you know, one of the harder working guys in the gym. And, and it's, it's because, um, it's because I, it's because I work hard and, and I think they see me come, come in my work clothes and, and, you know, change into my fight clothes and train just as hard as anybody else. And, uh, you know, a lot of people know, know that, you know, I have kids they see my sons on their on 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 my Facebook. They know I'm active in their uh, in their you know their sports. They see my wife, who, who's you know who's who's you know pursuing her career her goals in fitness. And I think they're just uh, you know I don't know I don't know I don't really know what to say. <laughs> I just I just try and take it in, take it as it is. And you know I mean I, I I get caught up in it sometimes as well. You know I mean I, here I am a guy who you know eight years ago you know, couldn't, you know, own two garbage bags, you know, uh, whole, you know, legal troubles debt. you know, now I'm a guy that, you know, I'm sitting, I'm sitting right now in the house I bought a year ago, you know, and I just, uh, you know, I, I just, what I try and say to people is really, it's just all about hard work. You know what I mean? Anytime someone says to me, Oh, you're so lucky. I say, yeah, it's funny. The, the harder I work, the luckier I get. Yeah. How- you know, and that's, that's, that's the reality of life. Right. And it goes for fighting. It goes for business. It goes for anything. Right? You gotta be. You gotta be willing to work hard when nobody's looking. You exactly. gotta be. Able, you know, that's, it's just about. It's it's about. It's about constantly working hard. That's exactly what it is. And you've done that for yourself, which is which is amazing because a lot of guys that have gone through what you've gone through, I'm sure, are definitely not sitting in a house that they've bought themselves. 
No, probably not. No. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it, I'm very fortunate. I'm very fortunate, and I'm very fortunate to have uh, uh, you know, a supportive family, and and especially my wife. You know. Now, so, one last it, thing I want to ask you here. T- you you said how mixed martial arts has been a blessing for you. It's been something that has changed your life for the better. Take us back over the last four years and just sum up what the mixed martial arts game has done for you. Well, I mean, it, what it's done for me, obviously, is uh, <clears throat> first and foremost, it, it, it you know, it, once I got past the just training for fun, so to speak, and started actually competing, uh, it, it brought it brought focus and direction to 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 me, who's generally you know unfocused in in, in areas like health and fitness and eating well. So you know it it, it gave me it gave me uh, the the it, it gave me the goal that I needed that meant enough for me to to make the sacrifice. Uh, you know, um, okay, I'm not going to just eat this junk food. I'm not going to do this because I want this more. You know what I mean? So it brought purpose and direction. You know in that aspect of my life when I otherwise couldn't seem to find it. And, uh, you know, I met, I met so many great people along the way, you know, you speak of guys like Micah Brakefield. I mean, that guy is the nicest guy in the world. You know what I mean? And he was my training partner for a long time. We trained under Kale Starnes and, uh, you know, meeting people like that, you know, it's funny every time I'm, at the fights or, or, you know, my wife, we were even just talking, Mike Brakefield always walks over and sits with my wife, you know, he's just, you meet people like that along the way. And uh, I think fighters are really dynamic sort of type of people, you know what I mean? And they're just, I've met a lot of good people. I've made a lot of good friends and, uh, you know, I lost a hundred freaking pounds, which was also, you know, that was, a, that was one of the biggest things in my life for sure. I mean, you know, I talk about my family. I talk about my kids. I talk about, you know, you, you, you walk around a hundred pounds overweight. You're going to be, you're not going to be around as long as you want to, to see them, you know? Yeah. So that was, that, that was definitely a huge, huge thing for me. And I honestly, I think it, um, it, I think it just, it gave me direction and, and, and something to, to go do. And maybe otherwise my mind would stray, you know what I mean? I mean, I was caught up in addiction and, and the, on the wrong side of the tracks for so many years. Um, you know what I mean? And I tried so many times to, to get my act together and, you know, always seemed to fail, you know, over and over and over again, at, at least 50, 60 times. And, uh, you know, I think when I found MMA, I don't think it was the only thing I, th- I think, but it definitely, uh, it definitely seemed to be a thing that, that was put into my life that allowed me to, to go get that energy out, to go, you know, to, 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 you know, my mind was on that the next day. Okay. Well, I gotta, you know, I gotta get up. I gotta do the things I do, my responsibilities to my family, my business. And then, Oh yeah, I'm going to, I'm going back to the MMA gym. You know what I mean? It, it gave me a passion what, what? and it gave me, a, it gave me a, and it gave me a feeling that that's, that's never been matched. You know what I mean? In yeah. terms of like, uh, you know, like a high. I mean, that when they when Jay wrapped that belt around my waist, it was probably the best high I've had. <laughs> That's <clears throat> awesome to hear. I meant to ask you this earlier. What what was it that that made you step through the door at that MMA gym in Tawasin? Um. Well, I was working out all the time, and I just uh, you know I think one of my friends said, "Oh, there's an MMA school here. We should go check it out." And uh, at that time, I still smoked cigarettes and everything. I said, "I said, yeah, I'll go check it out." And, and I went and checked it out. And I mean, I was I was in Taekwondo from about six to about sixteen too. 
So I, I had martial arts experience, did a lot of tournaments back when I was young, but I just, I decided to go in and, and uh, you know, that sort of, that, that going in there sort of set my uh, uh, path on, on the real weight loss, you know what I mean? Because I remember doing those classes at the, at, uh, the gym in, in um, Tawasin United Martial Arts, and I remember God coming out of there just huffing and puffing and dying, you know, like literally just wanted to be anywhere else, but in these freaking warm-ups they're taking you through, I felt like a, a freaking elephant trying <laughs> to, you know, ladder drills and all yeah. this and that, and it just really made me want to lose all the weight, you know? Now, this will be the last question. I said that last one was the last question, but if you could put yourself first and foremost, when would you like to get back in there to defend that strap? Who would I? No, when would you? You know what? Probably sooner the better. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. I'm not getting any younger. There you have it. Robin Laybourne, been a pleasure, man. I I really appreciate you coming on the show, um, letting everything out i mean you didn't hold anything back which is awesome to hear because a lot of guys these days that i interview um have a bit of a filter and you definitely don't so that is uh well i'm certainly i'm certainly not ashamed of of where i've been and where i'm going you know what i mean so it's all part and parcel definitely now do you have anywhere that that people can keep up with you on social media so that they can see how much fun you're having no, I, I got, I guess got, I got my Facebook. I'm not a big uh, social media person. I got my Facebook and, and, uh, you know, you can, you can watch, you, you'll be able to see all my family in there. You know, there's pictures of my little son at seven years old, jumping his dirt bike 50 feet. Jeez. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you should see some of the crashes this little guy takes. You think our sports is our sports tough. <clears throat> Fantastic, Robin. Thanks thanks so much for joining me tonight, man, and uh, all the best. Can't wait to see you back inside the cage, as you said, hopefully sooner rather than later. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Have a good one, man. Bye. He was Robin Laybourne. That was a fantastic interview. As I said, he did not hold anything back. This guy beat Josh Morgan in the very first round of Battlefield Fight League 39 to win the amateur light heavyweight title. Now, this guy... 36 years old. He's got seven amateur fights under his belt. He's five and two, and he's not getting any younger. So hopefully we see him back in there early 2016 to defend that strap, and maybe we'll see him on the grappling mats as well, doing that Brazilian jiu-jitsu like he said he liked doing. So thank you very much to you guys for listening. That's it for this week's episode of Sucker Radio. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at JeremyBrand604. Follow MMA Sucka on Twitter at MMA Sucka. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash MMA Sucka. And thank you to my sponsors, ProAmBelts.com for all your championship belt needs, FloatHouse.ca for all your sensory deprivation tank needs, and BCKimonos.ca for all your Brazilian jiu-jitsu needs. With that, make sure you check me out next week. Make sure you check out MMASucka.com for all your news, rumors, and interviews. With that, I'm out. Mikey Rock and Jeremy Brandis, we reactivate. Brand creates the show for the fans in this magnanimous. Jury's out decision and yes, it's unanimous. It's the radio, it's the, it's the radio. Sucka, sucka radio. It's the radio, it's the, it's the radio. Sucka, sucka radio. 
It's the radio, it's the, it's the radio, sucker, sucker radio. Come and listen, it's about that time. Yes, download the show or you can stream online. It's the radio, it's the, it's the radio, sucker, sucker radio. It's the radio, it's the, it's the radio, sucker, sucker radio. It's the radio, it's the, it's the radio, sucker, sucker radio. Come and listen, it's about that time. Yes, download the show or you can stream online. Out.